Hey, welcome into the latest edition of the Coach Jeff Wolbrin Show from the Pioneer Restaurant Studios on ESPN Denver 1600 as we get set to talk some Denver Pioneers men's basketball as the calendar has hit 2021 and uh, we are underway in the new year. My name is Tyler Mon, joined by the head coach of the Pioneers, Jeff Wolbrin, on what has been a uh, an interesting and unique day uh, in the Summit League. We'll talk about that as things are, are uh, progressing today, but coach, we haven't seen each other in a while. What's going on? How are you? I'm good, Tyler. How are you? I'm doing fine. Uh, probably a little bit less stressed than uh, than you guys, and then the the brass at the Summit League offices. And so I guess that's probably where we should start. Uh, the Pioneers this week were scheduled for a Thursday Saturday home swing against North Dakota State and North Dakota. That has been changed now to Saturday Monday. Uh, you guys will play against North Dakota State on Monday against North Dakota coming up on Saturday. Um, there are COVID issues across the conference right now. Pioneers already had a game bumped back against Kansas City, which now has a scheduled makeup date. Um, this is a challenge that I would imagine, you know, even this time two years ago when you were thinking about, you know, someday if I take over my own program and start doing, uh, you know, all the things I want to do to build a winner. Dealing with a pandemic probably wasn't uh, on your checklist. What have the last few days been like for you? Yeah. Uh, uncertain, I guess, would be the best way to describe it. But, um, you know, this is the the environment that we're in. Um, uh, we're no different than anybody else. Uh, teams across the country are navigating this. I, I think last count, I want to say there were almost 120 uh, schools that were on pause, that were just shut down and not playing any games. Uh, talked to a friend of mine at UCLA they haven't played a game since December 11th. Holy cow! Uh, all because of COVID issues. So, uh, um, you know, it's uh, it's affecting everybody, and it tests the resiliency uh, of your team, of your coaching staff, of all the individuals associated with the program. Travel arrangements are having to be redone, uh, among other things. Um, you know, um, it, it it is what it is, and uh, you just have to navigate through it with a good attitude and. You know, certainly in our messaging to the team, uh, you, you know, we want to talk about, uh, uh, you know, the positives, how to get ready. And um, this is something everybody is facing. Well, and the the thing that is so um, strange about this current stretch is for a time at the beginning of this season, um, you know, it was, well, if there are issues here and there, games will be declared, no contest, we'll move on from them. But now with the way things have started to pivot uh, societally, not just in athletics and across all kinds of sports, uh, now we're finding ourselves in a circumstance where it is, okay, how can we still get these games played? Because if you look at a wide swath of games that gets postponed, you know, you have a situation where by the end of conference play, somebody could have played 18 conference games or somebody else played 12 or 10 right. or whatever it is. Um, what were the conversations like this week? Obviously you guys had the, the bison set to come in on Thursday that's been pushed back uh, to Monday now how did that all come together and uh, the Summit League has now announced all of that formally uh, that makeups are, are on the table now instead of just these no contest declarations yep um, it, it's it, very fluid conversations um, and with each day you know you get more information um, I, I believe we're the only school in the Summit League that test our student students and student athletes uh, on a weekly basis. Um, so uh, we're certainly navigating that and um, um, uh, navigating the, the COVID circumstances, injuries and so forth. And the, the summit leadership has said that uh, no team, uh, that, that a team must have eight healthy players to go into a game. And if that's not the case, uh, then that, that's why games are being canceled or, or postponed, I guess, at this point. So 
Um, uh, the, the move to North Dakota State on a Monday would allow them to just make one, one trip, uh, two-game swing, which they originally had planned. And rather than Thursday, Saturday, they'll go Saturday, Monday. Uh, we'll get them after they play Omaha. Um, so uh, uh, that's uh, – and then uh, if, if nothing changes, uh, we'll play our game versus North Dakota on Saturday. But things are changing, you know, by, by the hour, by the day for everybody. Well, and that's what's so crazy right now. And you go from, uh, you know, on the one hand, you want to be able to get these games played, obviously, and the competitive balance is important and making sure that you have the same amount of conference games as everybody else is important. The flip side of that is you don't want to burn guys out either. And you get to a standpoint where you could be playing, you know, however many games over a span of 10 days or two weeks or whatever that is. How do you manage? Let's just say you go into Saturday with, you know, a dozen guys who are ready to play or whatever it is. How do you manage sort of the, the workloads and minutes and all of that? Obviously game will dictate some of that, but if you're playing a bunch of games in a short succession, uh, how do you make sure that you're keeping guys on the floor uh, at their healthiest? Yeah, it's a major concern. And uh, I guess uh, under, under the, the heading load management, right? Uh, right. Um, just keep an eye on their, their health and their welfare. And that's got to be, uh, you know, of primary importance to you as a basketball coach. And uh, every coach in the country is doing that. You know, we, we're going to be moved back to Saturday, Monday. Um, we make a trip next week to the South Dakotas. And then we found out today that our game at Kansas City will be rescheduled for January 17th. So travel plans need to be changed. And I think, you know, something six games in 10 days, uh, that's a tough load. And I hope um, as the powers that be in the conference and the ADs, as they look at this, um, they're driven by what's in the best interest of the student athlete, uh, for sure. I uh, mentioned this with uh, Pioneer's head coach David Carl on the hockey side the other day in our call before uh, one of our telecasts this weekend and said, how much do you guys still talk about COVID, especially with the fact that it is such a topic, again, with with Omicron and with, um, you know, test rates through the roof, especially in the Denver area. Uh, and DC's answer was, you know, our medical staff is so good, I let them handle the majority of that. For you guys as a program, um, especially now with schools across the summit league uh having so many positive tests and all that do you talk to your guys about okay here's what we need to do to stay healthy you got to continue to mask you know stay home as much as possible what are those conversations like yeah we have very active conversations with our players and, and i would tell you uh, on a on a daily basis tyler um you know it's about masking it's about making good decisions staying within our our bubble uh you know within the team both on the road and at home uh, masking, double masking on uh, on trips, um, uh, so uh, on flights, and um, you know New Year's Eve was uh, just behind us, and you know we spent a lot of talking about what's in the best interest of the program, what's in the best interest of of them individually uh, and collectively as a team, and you know we we came to terms with the fact that it was staying at home on New Year's Eve and not jeopardizing their health or the health of their teammates and their coaches and. Uh, I, I really I got to give our guys a hell of a lot of credit. Uh, we've handled these changes with a, a ton of resiliency and just a ton of maturity uh, for guys understanding that they need to do what's in their best interest and uh, the best interest of the team from a health perspective. And um, it, it's just uh, really proud of my my guys, um, um, you know, just handling it the way that they have. 
Well, it is certainly uh, a very challenging and unique uh, era across all of sports and college sports are no exception to that. Um, but uh, coach, at least we've got games on the docket. They may not be the originally scheduled games, but that's the most important thing. Uh, one thing that does change uh, in the, the landscape of this week is you were getting set to play North Dakota State on Thursday, and now they're backed up as the second game in this swing against the North Dakota schools. So you kind of have to shift gears a little bit and go into North Dakota game planning ahead of North Dakota State game planning. Uh, you're not super deep into that yet, uh, still a couple of days away from tip-off, but um, what is that like for, for a coaching staff? I mean, these things get started way in advance when you're scouting and watching film and doing all that. But right. putting together a scouting report and realizing, all right, we got to shift these and flip-flop them now. Take me through the mechanics of that from a coaching staff standpoint. Um, you know, you, you roll with the punches and uh, it's our, our assistant coach have uh, assigned scouts and, um, uh, you know, our assistant coach, Brandon Dunson, had the North Dakota State scout. Uh, he spent weeks and weeks watching game film and preparing the scout. Um, we spent about two and a half, three hours this morning um, uh, getting ready to present the scout to our team. Uh, normally for us, we do a two-day preparation where we introduce personnel and sets and we get them familiar with what an opposing team will run and, um, and how we should guard them and what would be effective for us offensively. So uh, we were in that meeting and uh, we, we broke to meet the team and present it. And literally five minutes before the meeting, we got word that the Summit League had postponed that game until Monday. So it, it's um, not a big deal. You shift gears and... Um, you know, our two-day prep will begin Thursday for our game Saturday against North Dakota. So uh, we'll we'll begin to prepare for that then. So rolling with the punches is the yep. uh, is the mantra of the last two years <laughs> of life, I think. Um, and coach, we're uh, we're going to talk a little bit about your last matchup. Pioneers are on the road at Oral Roberts. We'll do that, uh, and we will get set to uh, learn a little bit about North Dakota and North Dakota State when we return as the Coach Jeff Wolverine Show gets rolling. Presented by the Pioneer Restaurant Studios on ESPN Denver sixteen hundred. DU fans, the Pioneer is DU's neighborhood spot. With a huge enclosed patio on the main level, rooftop patio, and tons of indoor-outdoor seating with HDTVs, the Pioneer is a great spot to meet your friends, grab lunch or dinner, and catch a Pioneer's game. We have cold drink specials available all day, every day. Or come enjoy our house margarita or specialty handcrafts. The Pioneer offers quality, affordable food that is predominantly Mexican in nature. Located at the corner of University and Wesley, come see us today and get your Pio on. July 27, 2020, Tracy Locke for Mountain Dew at a D P E M W 0061000. Spot title Mountain Dew out here, Evergreen, 30 seconds radio full mix. Out here, we charge into the heartland with Mountain Dew. Out here, there's no rush hour, just the rush of flying wide open on glassy water at 5 a.m. with your first dew in hand. And there's no spin class, just bright green spinnerbait that ironically matches your second do. Out here, we don't just play big buck hunt, we hunt actual big bucks. And out here, the best road is off-road, and the color of your truck is mud. Out here, it's dew. Back on ESPN Denver 1600 from the Pioneer Restaurant Studios, it is the Coach Jeff Wolverine Show talking Denver Pioneers men's basketball. My name is Tyler Mon, joined by the head coach of the Pioneers, Jeff Wolverine, as DU returns home this weekend for games against North Dakota and North Dakota State. And uh, coming off of a game that now feels like it was uh, about six weeks ago and uh, a matchup with the Oral Roberts Golden Eagles on the road in Tulsa, um, Coach, your guys 
fought back, uh, end up getting real tight in that game in the second half, uh, closed it down to, to as tight of a margin as possible. Oral Roberts pulls away late. You know, we talked about Oral Roberts going into that game. They're a Sweet 16 team from last year that returns Max Asmus and, uh, you know, a lot of the guys who make that engine hum. Um, what did you like from what you saw from your guys at ORU? And what's kind of the next step, especially when you're facing a team that is one of the standard bearers in the conference, when you look at it and go, all right, here's what we need to do better in a matchup like that. Um, uh, boy, or Oral Roberts is definitely one of the more talented teams in the, the conference. And, and again, um, I guess a favorite to win the conference uh, and to do damage again in the, the NCAA tournament. Um, a really good team with, with just, a, you know, well-documented, a, a big-time player, Max Asmus. Um, gosh, he's, uh, he's so hard. He's so hard to guard. Um, you know, a lot has been made of his three-point shooting. And, of course, he's a prolific three-point shooter with just deep, deep range. And, you know, we, we say he's got range from the locker room in. He just – he can hit him from so deep. But uh, he's a really cerebral and intelligent and savvy basketball player. He really player. is. Like, he, he knows that if, if he gives the ball up, he's going to get it back within that possession. You know, there's not an urgency to, uh, to attack – uh, you know, a defense before you've moved it. He just, he plays with great poise. He plays with patience. He plays with savvy. Um, he, he knows when to uh, help create for his teammates and uh, he makes his teammates better. And then he, he knows when to take over a game as well. Um, uh, you know, we did some things that uh, we dug ourselves a hole in that game. We got down by 18 early. Uh, we stormed all the way back and in the second half, um, we, I think we tied the game with about seven, eight minutes to play, maybe nine minutes to play in the second half. So we outscored them by 18 points through the first 11 minutes of the second half. Uh, during the first 14 minutes of the second half, we, we held Ace scoreless. And of course, easier said than done, but th that was the key. That was the goal that was to try to keep the ball out of his hands. And in the second half, uh, for the first 14 minutes, we did a great job of it. And not coincidentally, you know, we uh, we came back from an 18-point deficit to tie the game. Um, so uh, we, we we did a really good job at that point. We've got to get to a point where we don't dig deficits and and holes for ourselves, and we come out ready to compete and play. And you, you know, all the games are going to be tough. It, it's like we can't dip our toe into the pool to see if it's cold or if it's going to be tough. And um, and that's kind of what we did, I thought, to, to open the game. And, you know, you get into the halftime discussion and you talk about, you know, challenging them from a competitive standpoint that, you know, guys, you, you got to lay it on the line and, and you got to compete harder and it's got to mean more to you. The sense of urgency has to be greater. And then our guys respond and, uh, and play very, very well. Uh, but you've you've got to get to a point where you trust that that's going to happen as a coach and as a player game in and game out possession in and possession out and uh we're, we're working on that and uh you know we've gotten to the point in our program where every practice we know what to expect our guys uh, I've, I've used the expression we we come to practice with our lunchbox and our hard hat and we're ready to work every day the guys provide energy, they provide enthusiasm, and the effort is great. And we know what to expect now. That's the standard, and we hit it every day. We're still working on the, the standard you know, during games. And uh, uh, this falling behind by large deficits has been kind of a track record for us. In the game before against St. Thomas, we fell back by 18 and came back and won the game uh, at the buzzer. But uh, we've, we can't dig holes like that. 
and you did it despite your broadcaster saying with five and a half seconds left after a missed shot in the late game sequence, the pioneers are going to drop another one, a mistake he will never make again. Uh, but coach, you, you do talk um, about now, how, who would point that out to you. Tyler? I have no idea. I, you know, it was probably Chris Smith. Let's just blame it on him. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the ability for your guys. And you talked about this with the COVID stuff earlier, resiliency. Um, yeah. And we have touched on that so much with your team early on uh, in the season and now into the, you know, the early stages of conference play um, when you, and we talked about this after that St. Thomas game, when you move from the stage of resiliency to coming back uh, from that to coming back in winning, that feels like it's kind of the next step. And a large portion of that is not starting slowly or not getting down big early on. Um, how much do the lessons of a game like St. Thomas, where you are able to come back and get a win, uh, you know, even like Western Illinois, where you've got a deficit that you're able to shave down, take a lead late. Um, how much does that ingrain in guys? Okay. We're there. We're on the verge of taking that next step consistently. Uh, we just need to be able to do it a few more times. Yeah, certainly having the positive experiences where you do come back and you make the plays to win it uh, and, and are not just coming close. And the St. Thomas was a, a real shot in the arm for our kids and for our program that we, we did make the play, you know, uh, in the last uh, eight seconds there to or five seconds to win the game. And, um, you know, what you're seeing, too, is you're seeing a development of a program, um, new coach, new system, new players and Hopefully, you know, certainly as coaches, we're seeing an improvement and we're seeing an improvement also in the players individually. You know, I'm really excited about the, the young kids in our program. And uh, before Coben uh, went out, he had a 22 point game uh, against St. Thomas, you know, for a freshman. And he's really improving and he's just uh, he's understanding the game he, at a higher level. He's competing at a higher level. Uh, and, and the results that are at a much higher level, you know, Toko's improvement. Uh, I think it was St. Thomas, uh, maybe 21 points, 13 rebounds, Tevin Smith, you know, against Oral Roberts, a really good basketball team, athletic and quick. And, and Tevin really did some nice things, taking the ball to the basket. Tevin had 17 points and, you know, that's three freshmen that are really starting to find their way and, and not just be a contributor, but, you know, you, you really see that the future is so bright with those guys. But I said at the beginning of the season, there would be a natural progression for their development. And we needed it to happen sooner than that. And you can see it. it it's, it's happening. It's really exciting, uh, you know, working with them day in and day out. And they see it, too. I think Tevin hit that proverbial freshman wall about two, three weeks ago, and he busted through it uh, at Oral Roberts and gave him a ton of confidence. And Toko's done the same thing and, and Coben. So, um, and Pedro, you know, is, is playing significant minutes. He hit a nice three against Oral Roberts. So uh, certainly that's, uh, that's, that's a component that we're, we're focused on and, and really happy about. The, uh, the step that, that Tevin Smith took over that last homestand against Western Illinois uh, and St. Thomas, and then being able to build on that uh, for Oral Roberts. I said on the broadcast, the St. Thomas game, that Tevin was kind of blossoming into a, uh, a future college basketball star in the making because you could see the moments where earlier on in the season, when you're a young guy, 
still kind of figuring out how you play at the collegiate level. I think your brain slows you down. There were so many times, half a dozen moments over those two games where you could tell Tevin's brain said to him, nobody can stop you. If you make a man's type of play right now, if you muscle your way through traffic, you get a shot up, whatever. Toko has been doing that same thing. Uh, You know, JJ has been doing the same thing. Pedro, all those guys who you mentioned, how satisfying is that for you as a head coach to be able to see when you're talking with young guys and I would imagine communicating like, Hey, there are going to be some tough stretches. You're going to get through them when they start having that success. How cool is that for you guys as a staff to be able to say like, Hey, we, we told you you'd get there. You're getting there. <laughs> it's awesome. You, you know, you're happy for the kids. They're putting in a ton of work uh, on the court, off the court. They're watching film. They're coming in late at night on their own time and getting shots up, working on their moves and, um, the, the effort is there, the desire to be great players is there, and it's just experience, you know, it, it's, um, you know, I was telling Tev, coming to a place where you were going to play high minutes as a freshman has really accelerated his development, um, you know, he's someone that we, we rely on, and, and now you just see his game blossoming at another level, and, you um, uh, it's, it's, you're happy for the kids, you know, and, um, uh, and of course that that's the positive dividends there are that, that our team becomes better as well. And, you know, I think more than anything, when you make the jump from high school to college, to the division one level, it's understanding that you can't take possessions off. You got to compete, you got, and, and defending at a high level is expected every possession. And, uh, you know, if, if you don't cut hard, if you don't rip that ball low and if you, you know, all of those things, it, then you won't be successful. So they've had to adjust to competing at a much higher level and, and they're all doing it and, and they're all making significant progress. All right, coach, some final points for you as we uh, get set to wrap this week's edition of the Coach Chef Wilburn Show up. Uh, the North Dakota Fighting Hawks come in. This will be your first look at North Dakota, um, a team that is a few years into um, its stretch under a, a coaching staff. And Paul Sather, who had a ton of success uh, at the, the D2 level and um, has really been assembling some talent there. They've only played one conference game so far. They've had some COVID issues, all that. They're 4-10. and ten. Uh, But there's a lot of talent on that squad. And uh, for their state mates in North Dakota State. Obviously, that's been one of the, the preeminent Summit League teams uh, over the last decade or so. First off with North Dakota, um, what stands out most about them when you guys evaluate them? What are your biggest keys for Saturday? You know, these teams uh, have continuity. Uh, they, they have a coaching staff in place. They have a system in place. They have uh, upperclassmen who've been with the program for several years. So, well, I, I would tell you it's that. It, it's guys who understand the objectives of the, the coaching staff, the style of play. Uh, they've been developed. They're really good players. Um, and, and all of those things that we're striving for are in place in these programs right now, uh, just a continuity standpoint. So um, uh, I, I think the coaching at this in this conference is really good. Uh, I, I think the coaches do a great job of preparing their teams. Um, and uh, I, I think that this is, uh, uh, again, I, I wasn't with the conference a year ago, but I think the conference has taken a step up uh, in terms of competition and uh, uh, from top to bottom in the conference. So, uh, gosh, you, you just you, you really have to prepare for each team and uh, you know you're going to get their best shot. It's a little interesting right now. You know, you, you look at these box scores game in and game out and. Um, you know, if you just look at the score of the games, 
a lot of times there's a story right now. It's because guys are missing due to COVID, due to injuries, and teams may not be at full strength. And you really have to look into that uh, as opposed to just looking at the final score of the game. And that's a huge issue. Um, you know, we we brought nine players on our trip to Oral Roberts, you know, obviously less than full strength. And, you know, nobody talks about that. And it's just part of the game right now in the environment that we're competing in. Um, but that certainly is an issue for sure, Tyler. Well, coming up on Saturday, the Pioneers will take on the North Dakota Fighting Hawks. And then on Monday, uh, doubleheader with the women. The Pioneer men will be the second game. That is a 7 o'clock tip-off on Monday, 2 o'clock afternoon tip-off on Saturday against North Dakota. And, uh, Coach, uh, you know, we're both huge Seinfeld fans. If you can get <laughs> a bunch of bubble, uh, bubble Boy costumes and get them to the guys, keep everybody away from anyone else who can breathe in their faces, I think that's probably a smart plan between now and then. And Boy, uh, that, I might see if I can get one. That's a great Seinfeld reference. That's, that's big time, Tyler. <laughs> it's Moops. I'm sorry. The card says Moops. He's Jeff Wolverine. I'm Tyler Mon. It's the coach Jeff Wolverine show from the Pioneer Restaurant Studios on ESPN Denver 1600. We'll talk to you on Saturday for the Pioneers and the Fighting Hawks.